Hello and welcome, welcome to the Backhanders, bringing you all the ins and outs from the great game of tennis. We cover each tennis slam and on this podcast we are absolutely unafraid to slam tennis. My name is Lightning and with me a man who is frothing at the mouth for this French Open, frothing like his café au lait, Catters, welcome mon ami. Hello Lightning, great to be with you listeners, nice to be back, it's been a while. And I don't know, Lightning, what we've done to deserve this, but the good Lord has given us mm. a global pandemic and two French Opens in a seven-month period. <laughs> and it feels unfair. I've been going back and reading through the book of Job, and i got to say, we're pretty much on parody at the moment with how much God is smiting me. I just, Lightning, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The, the fact that there are French Opens occurring more frequently in a seven-month cycle than some of us from this show are getting laid is problematic, allegedly. And it might be all that alleged sexual tension lightning, but the thought of having to return to clay again without having even enjoyed something in between, it just feels wrong. Yes. I mean, we can talk tennis if you want. But it's going to be a short conversation, Lightning. And luckily, Mm. Mm. when we set this show up, my agent did negotiate on a payment by episode basis and not by minutes. So I'm proposing a (laughs) six to seven minute show this time, Lightning. Big win for me and my manager, my agent, Kat Pash. So let's get this show on the road. Let's get this sheep in the pen and let's get this truck on the other truck and drive those trucks somewhere else oh you can tell i'm a farm boy lightning i'm in touch with the common man and i am pissed because it's just more of the same yes cat is a lot of people have had a really hard really tough 2020 and yet with two frenches in seven months spare a thought for us (laughs) it's not easy cat is what is there to talk about i mean we're coming to the French Open. Nadal's one thirteen of them. He just walks in, takes them at will. Is there anything to talk about, worth talking about, in this upcoming French Open? Well, Lightning, I've said for a long time that I don't see gender. I am an open-minded person, and that has landed me in a few <laughs> spots of bother in the past. <laughs> I will leave all pending lawsuits for Cat Pash to handle himself, the great man. But... <laughs> Lightning, I just think it's odd that we even separate the men and women in tennis because for so long, Mm. the women have been playing second fiddle to Mm. the men. And that is not fair, let's face it, because... Mm. And look, I accept the fact that men have been the dominant species for the better part of the last three million years. But... There has been quite the sharp right turn, if you don't mind me saying, in the last 18 months, Lightning. And women have not only caught up, but with blistering pace, put on the afterburners and left the men in their wake. And right now, I'm looking at a dead bird in the mouth of a cat that is men's tennis. It is limp. It is lifeless. It's starting to smell lightning. It stinks of a Rafa victory. (laughs) and and on the women's side i am invigorated lightning this is the most open open 
that I can remember. And, you know, look, you know as well as anyone else, it takes quite a lot for the French Open to get me aroused. But this has got me on tender hooks, Lightning, because I feel like it's a fully open field. And I'm willing to look past the fact that they're playing on the devil's dirt and focus on the intrigue that is the battle between these 20, 30 women that all look just as likely to take home the trophy. The men Mm -hmm. are to be put out like scarecrows in front of a vicious Rafa Nadal as he tortures them in front of the public. You could do that behind closed doors. This doesn't even need to occupy the courts. We could save one of the two weeks. I could genuinely start to turn my attention to other surfaces that give me genuine joy lightning. But instead, it's an elongated 14 days of women's, women's, women's. Yes, yes, yes. There could be 30 players that could win it. And there's men's slash Rafa just walking up, literally crapping on his opponents at the final handshake. He actually literally takes a dump on their heads, which no one can detect because they're playing on a dump of a court. And on the other side, we have 30 women who I can get excited about. And I don't know if it's just the fact that they have exotic names, Lightning. I mean, if you had have told me 10 years ago that I would be witnessing a draw, a fixture that include the names of the likes of Akuna Matova, Three wangs? I mean, let's not forget a triple wang. The gaggle of wangs. It's not the Chinese year of the wang. It's the Chinese decade of the wangs (laughs) at this rate, my friend. You've got... uh, Kiki Burton's. Kiki Burton's. You've got um, Trixie Phoenix. Just some brilliant names. Who else from this Marvel universe am I forgetting? Uh, Jabba the Hutt. Ons Jabur, sorry. Um... Is I appreciate it's not spinning your wheels at this point in time, but surely, surely this there's been some some incidents, some stories, some narratives that have been at play in these several months since the Australian Open that perhaps is worth reflecting on, is worth getting excited about, and is worth look maybe even capturing in in our traditional kind of sixty second challenge. Uh, how about that? Our traditional sixty second yeah, challenge, yeah. lightning. It tends to be me doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah, well, I haven't had time to do that, Lightning. Um, I hear there have been some very good sets and matches, um, even points on this surface we like to call clay. But in my mind, it's all dumped under the bracket of dirt ball, and it's not something I want to be partaking right, in. So no... I will give you a six-second challenge. Wait a second. I'm just getting sec- a memo from Cat Pash. Yes, okay. Apparently, I'm contractually obliged to give you a six-second rundown of what's taken place. I'll take it. I'll take it. And here it is. Rafa Nadal is awesome and he's going to win everything. Women rock. The end. (laughs) Bang. And we're up to speed. Thank you for that, Cadiz. It's uh, You listeners have now got everything you need to know about the upcoming French Open. We've been the backhanders, and uh, thanks for uh, wasting your time with us. Cadiz, surely there's more to it than this. I mean, for me, there's a huge point of interest, and that is Nadal's got 13. He's gone for 14 of the one frickin' tournament. I mean, that's extraordinary. The women's six consecutive years have been different winners. Who's it going to be this year? I mean, this is just... This is fascinating. This is extraordinary. I mean, I mean, is there nothing on the chat that you're uh, keen to see, to hear? Uh, was there anything we were going to go with? No. <laughs> um, no. 
So, Kat, as I'm, I'm hearing, not a whole lot of love. Getting a bit of a picture. You're not all that excited about the French. But, Kat, as surely there's some other talking points, points of interest, points of curiosity. The French Open was well, it should be happening as we speak, but the French decided to push it back to uh, delay the pain, to delay the inevitable, and to make us wait a whole extra week. What, what do you make of that decision, Catters? It's just straight-up arrogance lightning. I really, really dislike the fact that the French have taken advantage of this pandemic situation. It's gamesmanship lightning. It's a long, slow game that they're playing. You know, it starts with a little October foray into another season. Oh yeah, that's fine. It's a logical progression. Come off hard court and go straight back into clay. But then now, oh yes, no, we've had a global pandemic for two years and we think that shifting it by a week will really make a big difference. Bravo, French people. Bravo. I doth thy hat to thee for your stealth tactics of slowly eating away into the grass season. And I don't like it one bit, Lightning, Mm. because... There's a reason why you have your dust bowl down in the south of Europe. Stay in your own sandpit, France, <laughs> slash Italy, slash Argentina. Apparently, they play on clay in South America. Who would know? But lightning, I don't like it one bit. Stay in your lane, mm. Frenchies. Mm. You do two things very well. You host clay tournaments. And according to my viewing on SBS growing up, threesomes. So just just stick to what you're good at. And we'll all we'll all be happy. Exactly. And we'll hear more about the dawning of American doubles and how that came to be in Catters' <laughs> other side project podcast uh, some other time. But Catters, look, it's gonna be a hard ask, but I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna will you, implore you to attempt to find something to get you excited, something to share with us with passion and vigor in our Come on segment. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. Kat is a difficult challenge in this The French Open to find something that's got you excited, something you are eager to talk about with this upcoming Open. Kat is, what is it you're excited about? For a long time, Lightning, I've felt that we as a broadcasting public, and I like to include myself in that upper echelon, have been great at celebrating the successes of these athletes, but not as good at celebrating the failures. And if there's one thing that's got me up and going lightning, it is the failure of top players on the devil's dirt. Mm. It's just evidence that this is a flawed surface and that even great athletes who are finely precision tooled machines they are poetic works of art that can hit a ball on a dime that these players are buckling under the pressure of a rubbish dirt patch like clay and so i want to point out in keeping on the theme that i earlier addressed this menage a trois of players that are disappointing me at the moment on clay and that is dominic team daniel medvedev and Naomi Osaka. Wow. Those are three of the most bankable names like yeah. who cannot win a match on clay at the moment. Mm. And that tells me that their heart's not in it. And for that, I say, bravo, <laughs> you three. May you 
lead the revolution because honestly, it feels like they're playing another sport mm. when they're out there at the moment, like totally. And it's it's a it's a worry because there is silverware up for grabs. Or in the case of Palmer, which was won yesterday by Coco Goff, a lifetime supply of Palmer and chips, which I think is a wonderful... (laughs) It's a great initiative. It's a wonderful initiative, Lightning. She can redeem that at any local pub in Australia. And I think that's slightly inconvenient, but a wonderful sentiment. Totally. What do they give out when you win a tournament in Arsenal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Cutters, to give some context, we're talking about Medvedev who is seeded number two for this tournament, Mm. who is the current ATP final trophy holder and world number two, Australian Open runner-up. He cannot fire a shot on this. We're talking about Naimir Saka, who we have predicted very accurately that she will trump Serena to 24 slams. Yes. She cannot put a ball back over the net on this surface. Everything you're saying, Kat, is rings true. How different is this surface? I know we've harped on a lot about it because it's ugly and it's dirty, Mm. but how different can the sport be? Because seriously, how can you go from playing that well on a hard court Mm. to being that rubbish on dirt? Mm. Mm. Totally. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not asking for you to nod and agree with me. I'm literally asking for a scientific explanation. This is not how it works, Lightning. Have you not been explained after all these years how the two roles are devised? I make jokes, which admittedly is not going great this episode. But you then put on a lab coat and explain with the necessary graphs what the freak is going on because I genuinely can't understand the physics. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I I cannot explain it other than I applaud the honesty and authenticity of both Osaka and Medvedev who plan not to bother contesting this Open but instead will be arriving there just to parade around the court in a small ticker tape parade (laughs) in a convertible, (laughs) waving, saying, thank you for having me on, Clay. I choose not to enter my hat in the ring. I'll see you on a reputable surface. Which was a wonderful initiative, but it's been scheduled for one of the outside courts where there's not quite as much room around the baseline. So it's less of a parade like circuit as much as a 17-point turn a la... Uh, so it's, it's going to be kind of awkward. They just really need to embrace it. <laughs> and with the devil's dirt the way it is, it's actually going to be more of a deep south burnout fest um, that you would be more akin to seeing in Arkansas, United States. Exactly. The good news is their driver is none other than Tennis Sengren, which will make for wonderful viewing. <laughs> at least Tennis will be able to contribute at this French Open as well. See, they've got to find new yeah. and unique roles for these players because they can't play tennis on it. And we've been worried for some time, Lightning, that players are suffering from burnout. And I think there's no better <laughs> visual illustration of that. <laughs> And I'd love to see the ball boys try and bag the back of the court after tennis has just ripped it up. Are you suggesting, Lightning, to spice things up that we actually have a monster truck rally on some of the outside courts? Absolutely. Just uh, to- perhaps as a decoy. Absolutely. I'm just talking change of ends. I mean, you've got to rouse the crowd. And who knows, it could even improve the surface. <laughs> So instead of a medical timeout, you call a vehicle timeout. 
and you can just take your pick. <laughs> and here comes Evil Knievel for another run. <laughs> Honestly, Evil Knievel's the only name I haven't seen in the WTA top 30 at the moment. <laughs> Kat, there's another two players who are just equally as rubbish on clay at the moment, and that's Federer and Serena. And it- Oh, those little minnows. They also <laughs> don't like clay. Kat, these are two champions of our game, and neither have even the slightest hope of firing a shot. I mean, Father Time is very fast motoring. He is absolutely plowing <laughs> down the Fed Express. <laughs> which is looking yeah. fairly limp at this point. It is the fed-up express at this point, <laughs> limping to the finish line. Yeah. Serena hoping for 24, desperate for 24. Well, I mean, sum it up, Catters. What hope do you see for Fed and Serena at this tournament? Well, Lightning, I think she's more likely to get 24 grandkids before <laughs> she reaches the other <laughs> milestone at the moment. And you're right. Mother Time is motoring down these two, which mm. is hilarious from a comedic standpoint (laughs) but melancholic to see these champions of the game limp off into the sunset Mm. lightning nobody wants to see that so the question is how do you divide up your time these two have been given a tennis death sentence they've got 12 months to live (laughs) how do you want to spend that time what's your bucket list I tell you what is definitely not on your bucket list, and that is diving around on the devil's dirt while you watch some young up-and-coming 19-year-old from Argentina who was literally raised on a dirt floor playing against the wall all night, just toweling you down. That's not what you want to do. Nobody wants to see that. So I would have thought they should have given it a wide berth, but instead Serena decides to show up I think she did get a first round win at the Palmer Open, which does give her half price on said Palmer and chips. Great result. Her opponent who she beat, who was a 17-year-old local, who honestly, I think they just recruited to try and fill the fixture up. Serena beat her comfortably. I think it was 6-2, 6-3. And then her opponent at the net asks for a photo with her, which I just think is extraordinary. I was amazed she managed to get the scoreline to 6-2-6-3 after she'd been playing the match with a selfie stick. Like, (laughs) for me, exceptionally impressive. No, Lightning, I don't like it. I mean, you don't see old black and white photos or sepia photos of medieval times, you probably don't see that because they couldn't take photos, but you don't see any paintings of the executioner and his victim, you know, smiling and thumbsing up before the guillotine comes down. So I don't like it. I think it's unsavory to say the least. And of course, Serena then was bundled out. Rogers already waved the white flag. Mm. He keeled over and just said, I'm not even going to win this tournament. I think he's just going there for the free croissants, which, you know, who could blame him? I mean, a free buffet is a free buffet. I don't care if you're worth $100 million plus endorsements. You've got to stock up. What is he? got now like 18 kids he's got to bring the von trap kids in tell them kids you leave and you stuff your freaking pockets on the way out because jam satchels will hold for at least three months on tour so i i can't fault him for that lightning what's getting you excited these days 
Well, Cutters, it is none other than the one and only Bash Artie or Ash Barty, as mm. others used to call her before we came up with a witty pun to her name. Cutters, this is a woman who, of course, is the world number one tennis player and a French Open champion. She won it two years ago. And, uh, I mean, what's not to be excited about, Cutters, when a former champion happens to be Australian and she is contesting this French Open on the proviso, she can get past a, a recent arm injury. But Cutters, mm. the, the recent development with Ash Barty is the fact that she is now in the top 10. She is ninth all time for weeks at number one. Is that so? She hasn't just got to number one. Cutters, she's nailed 76 consecutive weeks at number one. And look, sure, it coincides with... The tour shutting down for 70 <laughs> of those 76 weeks. But the clock doesn't stop, Cutters. No. Nope. The clock doesn't stop. Our Ash has been there and no one can take this away from her for 76 weeks. Cutters, she is ahead of Venus Williams, Maria Sharapova, Kim Clijsters, Arantxa Sanchez-Vicario and Garbine Muguruza combined. You put all of them together and you still do not top Ash Barty for 76 weeks at the top. So that's five more than Wazza. That's 12 more weeks than Simona Halep. And that's 76 more weeks than Alexander Zvarev. So this is something <laughs> that is very exciting. So for the tactical nous of positioning herself perfectly by landing herself at number one, coming into a pandemic, allowing her the freedom to sink beers and watch Netflix at her favourite footy games. This woman is just smashing records in her sleep, literally. So if another global pandemic hits Catters, she could stay at the top for several more weeks. There is no doubt about it. So, <laughs> Well, Lightning, you know, your thoughts on her global campaign as an anti-vaxxer mm. to encourage people not <laughs> to become immune. What were your thoughts on that? It was a surprising doubles partnership with Novak Djokovic. And few saw it coming, but it's been highly marketable. So kudos to them. As I've said for a long time, Lightning, every global pandemic has a silver lining. I've always said that. And you only have to look back to when Poncho Gonzalez had a three-year reign at number one during the Spanish flu. It's about taking the opportunity. When life hands you lemons, you have to... Bite the head off a bat in a small village and kiss <laughs> randoms. I've always said that. Every time I have a bagel, I'm just trying before the match. I'm just thinking, okay, today I better don't eat the bagel today. Cutters, it's time for no one's favorite uh, segment other than Cat Pash. And yet, uh, here we are again with Fed Up and Poo Down, a segment in which we look at those who just might rear their heads and surprise us, fulfilling the talent that has been bestowed upon them, and also those who are failing to live up to said potential cutters in this pre-French Open edition. Who's your Fed Up and who is your Poo Down? Lightning, my Fed Up is Arena Sabalinka, mm, who... Okay. I've been critical of for some time, Lightning. I felt that she was probably more suited to be a social media influencer than she would be a tennis player. Great content, Lightning. It's exactly what I want from my tennis players. I want fireworks. 
I want coaches who've been fired. I want coaches who are then fiancés, who are then fired. She gave me everything, Lightning. But quite literally, she gave me nothing on court. No. And that has changed suddenly. She's toned it down a bit on the social media, Mm -hmm. gone a bit quiet, and then harnessed that focus into her tennis game. And surprise, shock, horror, she's improving. Mm -hmm. And boy, is she improving, Lightning. She has massive weapons she is an absolute yeah. gun. She can literally blast anyone off the court. I can't think of one yeah. player who could match her toe-to-toe. Maybe Andreescu if she wasn't constantly in a wheelchair. But mm-hmm. any other player probably could just as easily be blasted off the court. So a lot of people won't know her. Some Australians might remember laughing at her when she appeared recently there at the Open. <laughs> Actually, it was a couple of years ago for her horrendous levels of grunting. I love a grunt as much as the next person. It just brings it to life. It's like 4D cinema when I feel my thighs shaking under the seat of a grunt. I love a good grunt. Oh, I love a good grunt lightning. And she was good at it, but she's actually toned it down. I think she started to go a little bit back into her shell once she realized that it was comical and Mm. people Mm. weren't taking her seriously. And so I just think that's a massive win for... Australia. Look, Australia hasn't been great at producing female tennis players, but I like to think we're good at grooming them and in mentoring them. Sometimes Mm. just through full public... Public shaming. (laughs) Yeah, public shaming. Exactly. So I like to think that we as an Australian public collectively can take some credit Mm. for the growth of Sabalenka as a human being. Absolutely. And there's other examples of that historically the way that the Wimbledon crowd reacted to Jana Novotna when she lost Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that shocking choke in the final of Wimbledon in the 90s. The German public in Hamburg to Monica Seles in 93, probably less so, (laughs) probably a little more tough love, I would say. Um, (laughs) Too soon, Lightning? I hope not because... Hang on, has it been 30 years? Let's (laughs) just check that. No, good to go. Good to go. Okay, great. Well said, Catters. A cracking fed up. Your poo down? My poo down lightning is the Shapov dog, uh, who has been doing his best, Denis Shapovalov. He's been doing his best on clay, and which again is not cool. We've discussed that already. All the best players <laughs> don't try, but it's cute, Shapov dog, that you're doing that. Can I just make a plea? And honestly, we're in a pandemic. Most of us are locked down. I'm getting tested every three days, and that's just for herpes, let alone COVID. <laughs> Can you please stop releasing music, Shabov Dog? It is just... Have we not been through enough as a civilization without you releasing more of these crap rap tracks? It's just like... I know you've got a lot of time on your hands because you're clearly not practicing in your spare time. But stop (laughs) making electronic music. It is burning my ears. And I don't want to listen. I don't want to engage with it. But it's like cycling past a car accident. You have to stick your head in and make eye contact with the burning corpse that is Denis Shapovalov's music career. (laughs) I I don't understand it. But Shabov Dog, you are my poo down because I would love for your tennis to do the talking. Um, Would I, though? That's a good question. That's a deeper philosophical (laughs) question I'll ask myself later. My other poo down lightning is Yannick Sinner. Oh, wow. Love Yannick Sinner. He's definitely the next big thing, and we've never said that about anyone else before. No, no, no. And yet, Catters, is your poo down. He's my poo down for his inability to poo down lightning because Um, he got fined recently for not using the toilet 
during a toilet break. Right. So he calls for the toilet break. He goes in there. Yeah. And... He doesn't get the business done. And Lightning, that's unacceptable. I mean, just at least feign some sort of interest in flushing the toilet. Do something. Sit on the dunny and check your Insta feed. I don't care. But Sinner goes in and doesn't even bother. And my my big question is, who's policing this Lightning? Uh, Do we have... ESPN running cameras in these cubicles? What's going on? We should. We should. We should. This is what the fans need to see. If I'm going to commit to a poo down, I want to know who is and who isn't pooing down, Lightning, quite literally. Absolutely. If we can get Hawkeye technology on court, (laughs) we need a crap cam in the dunnies. Exactly. I want to see the projection of the excrement. (laughs) I remember clearly that Nick Kyrgios, Saint Nick... Mm. went off for the toilet break and smashed a few rackets and came back in. Yeah. But at least he pissed on the wall whilst doing so. So technically he wasn't <laughs> fined for that. <laughs> Lightning, what's your fed up? My, uh, my, my fed up, allow me to start cutters instead with my poo down. My poo down is none other than Daniil Medvedev. Now, He's been talked about in this episode before for his woes on clay. Cutters, he is currently zero wins, four losses. He has never won a single match. This is the world (laughs) number two player that had his coach come out and offer this sentence last week, and it was, he has a lot of room for improvement on clay. Thank you, coach. Cutters. Who is this shaman guru who he's managed to <laughs> lure into mentoring him? <laughs> I've been checking the odds. I thought, you know, there's nothing better than a good little smoky for the French. So let's look at just the smoky of world number two, number two seeded play. And let's see what odds he's dishing up. 139 to one. <laughs> now, how good is that? Now, this is this classic sports betting dude by the name of Sean Calvert, who apparently is a bit of a guru of predictions and betting. And he apparently backed Warinka at 60 to 1 to win the Australian Open. And he took it out. He later then backed Team at 80 to 1 to win the Miami tournament. So this guy's got some clout in terms of predictions. He was asked about Medvedev's chances. And his quote was. Only slightly better chance than I have of winning the French Open. (laughs) (laughs) So Medvedev, for the world's number two player, for the champion player, he's an outstanding player to have trophies at the Paris Masters and ATP Finals, was on a 20-match winning streak, 12 straight wins against top 10 opponents that only just ended against Novak Djokovic. This guy has to be a poo down, cannot nail a trick on clay. But Cutters, alas, he is also my fed up. Because this bloke, he just knows exactly where he is at. He hates clay cutters more than you. (laughs) No. And I don't say that lightly. (laughs) Cutters in a recent tournament... The umpire turned to him when he was slamming his racket into the clay and said, don't damage the clay. And he said, it's already damaged. It's clay. It's clay. It's a damaged surface. (laughs) 
He then went on to say, it's the worst surface in the world for me. But if you like to be a dog in the dirt, I don't judge. (laughs) It's just extraordinary. So Medvedev in the same tournament loses two more points, turns to the supervisor, Jerry Armstrong, who's sitting courtside. And he says, Jerry, please default me. It would be better for everybody. (laughs) It's just extraordinary. So for the assault, not on the other players of the tournament, but on the surface of the tournament itself, he is my fed up. What an outstanding player. I'll give you the racket and we'll no, see, how many no. t- see how many times you can return yourself also. Okay, but you're, you're a professional tennis player. I'm not. Okay. Cutters, it's time to take home this pre-French Open episode. And, of course, we do that in our super tie-break segment by putting forth our predictions. Cutters, who do you think is going to take out the 2021 Open? Well, for the men's Lightning, I don't think it's a question. It's probably a question of who's going to take out the 2025 Open Lightning because I think Rafa's going to win at least another Mm. three. Not a problem. He's going to romp it in. I would be surprised if Mm. anyone takes a set from him. I think he'll be munching bagels all the way to his 14th dog's bone of a trophy, if you ask Daniil Medvedev. The king of clay, the duke of the devil's dirt, as nobody's referring to him. On the women's side, which we've agreed is far more interesting, Lightning, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for Bash Adi. I think wow. this is really her defense of the slam because she obviously didn't bother showing up last year because she could just sink tinnies and bank Mm. the weeks at number one who would blame her but she's one to watch out for my dark horse lightning i'm gonna go for yannick sinner i think he is an unknown quantity on clay and he's mm. such an up-and-coming, prodigious talent, Lightning. I think he could do some damage. So if he can get a little fiber in his diet and learn to take a real dump when he needs to, <laughs> he could be quite the compelling, formidable force on clay. And for the women's Lightning, it's Irina Sabalenka. She was my fed up, mm. and I think she is possibly going to do some damage at this tournament. Now, she is a dark horse. Some people will be saying, Catters. She's in great form. How can she be a dark horse? And for that, I say, shut up. I didn't ask for your feedback. Stop talking to me. But after ignoring those voices in my head lightning and pushing them to a side through extensive medication, I would say that Sabalenka, having never made the quarterfinal of a Grand Slam, That's right. this could be her moment as a dark horse Ooh. to gallop away on the devil's dirt and start to get deep into a Grand Slam tournament. Yes, yes. Well, mighty predictions, Cutters. Mighty predictions for me. On the men's side, you know, Nadal, he has a current record of 100 wins and two losses at the French (laughs) Open. So nothing is more bankable of Nadal winning than Medvedev not winning. And I think it's highly likely he's going to take his 14th. But Cutters, you know what? I'm just going to keep throwing other names out there. For the next 15 years, one of them's (laughs) going to stick. And this year, Dominic Team. Yes, he has had a rubbish start to the clay season. I think four wins and three losses. But Cutters, I think the finger is going to be pulled out. Mm. Dominic Team for me and the men's. Schwantek, Cutters, this is a woman who has just come off a six-love, six-love 
final spanking of Pliskova, a double bagel, if you will. So look out for Pliskova, who'll be wearing the pointed hat uh, throughout this tournament as a consequence, (laughs) and opponents will be allowed to serve at her in practice. We look forward to some of that footage. Katter's... This final of Schwantex, who is my tip for the tournament, she dropped 13 points to Bliskiver. It took her 46 minutes. I have taken longer to eat two bagels than 46 minutes. So for me, the trained killer that is Schwantek is going to be amazing. So look out for Schwantek, who is, of course, the defending champion cutters, and mm. she'll be ready to defend her title. Mm. For me, my dark horse, I'm going to go with another recent winner of a tournament. Coco Goff only just took out a recent tournament. I didn't care enough to know what tournament that was, and nor should I. But Catters, <laughs> she, as one of the many fictitious players on our circuit, is due. And when I say due, she's uh, a legal age uh, to drive a car. So she's been around long enough. She needs to stop fluffing around and at the age of 17, do something with her life. Yeah. And Catters, I think she'll do it in this tournament. She's. It's only going to be a matter of time before she breaks through. Look out. So she's my dark horse on the women's side. Medvedev. You know what, Catters? At $139 to one, I might just throw in some chump change and see how far I get with the uh, Medvedevil on the devil's dirt. So, Catters, you just you just never know. <laughs> just on that, could it be the greatest case of rope-a-dope in the history of sport where <laughs> yes. he's literally, if we're using the boxing analogy, been pounded for eight rounds? He's sunk into the corner. They've pulled out the defibrillator, given him a few charges. His seemingly lifeless carcass comes back and he's reincarnated as a champion on the devil's dirt. It would be one of the greatest sporting stories of all time. Forget Rocky Balboa. It's just... Catters, uh, I'd like to install a new segment. Last pandemic-ridden open in Australia, we tried to predict the amount of players who would go down lame and limp in our lame horse category. I'm not so keen on that this year, Catters. The gift horse category. Catters, I'd Mm. like to name an amount of players who just pound the devil's dirt. That is... Exit the tournament prematurely, in protest, if you will, who cannot get off the surface quick enough for those early exiters, for those who slander the devil's dirt as they go. Catters, for me, I am saying seven gift horses. How many are you going to name? I think there'll be nine gift horses. Or a good name for this could also be high horses because they're not willing. Oh, the high horses. To come down off their high horse to get any sort of dirt stains on their new trainers. So I think there will be nine players who will take the moral high ground lightning. Oh, very good. As we've encouraged everyone to do for some time. Take a nice break and freshen up for the grass court season. Oh, very good, Kat, as well. We will see, and of course, we'll be able to check in and see how we're going at our mid-tournament review to see, uh, after a week's action, how we're tracking. Kat, it's going to be a different Open this year. There's no Stan Wawrinka, a former winner. There's no Murray. And on the women's side, no Simona Halep, who has a lower leg injury. 
So a, a slightly different tournament, but Cutters, we uh, will check in midway through the tournament to see how we're both faring. And of course, listeners, keep you up to speed with all the, the happenings on and off the court. In the meantime, listeners, we would love you to listen to our episode. Check. Check one. Then we'd love you to review and share these episodes with your friends. Think about those who would love to go on the journey with us as the backhanders. And of course, you can always jump on Instagram, find us, the backhanders there, and also on Facebook. But until next time, until we meet again, just remember, if you think waiting one more week is going to improve your chump slam, (laughs) just remember to be quiet, please. S'il vous plaît.